When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the British Royal Fanatic Podcast. I'm Hayden, your American friend with a passion for British Royal history. Today was a huge day over in England, in London specifically. Today was a state opening of Parliament, and this Parliament opening, while standard in its official ceremonial regalia whatnot was actually a little different and was a huge signal to what's to come and was sort of a way to showcase what is to eventually become the house of windsor so stick around as we talk about everything the state opening of parliament today as we are not a political analyst podcast the contents of the speech we're not gonna fully touch base on here because that's not what we're here to do but to give a little background the state opening of parliament is a very big deal over in the uk and with their governing body with the constitutional monarchy in a nutshell it is uh the opening of the brand new government season it is the new governing year and there's a lot of pomp and ceremony and it is a very sacred ceremony over for their parliamentary system and we could have a whole podcast about it about truly what all happens there's certain things that happen uh, at certain times there are certain people that have very specific duties that come to play in this in this ceremony it is a centuries-old ceremony that opens and ushers in the new governing year one of the big things about it is the sovereign whomever they are reads a speech that governing officials write for them it is uh, something that they don't write anymore, especially since they're not, you know, this huge governing body making laws and levying things anymore. But it is a speech that the governing bodies make, and in turn, the sovereign reads it and sets the objective, sets the tone, sets something for the new governing year. Uh, here in America, we have something that's a little bit of a comparative where we have the State of the Union Address, where it's clearly nothing similar at all, but it's something comparative where that starts in the new, the new governing year. Opening a parliament starts the new governing year as well. Why is this year a big deal? Why was this something that, instead of a blog post, we're actually having a podcast about it? For the third time in her reign, the Queen has missed the state opening of Parliament. She's never missed it except for two other instances, which were when she was pregnant with Prince Andrew and Prince Edward. She's never missed it. It's something that she takes incredibly seriously. And news broke yesterday, actually, about this time yesterday, that she was not going to be there in person. She was instead... Um, relegating those duties to Prince Charles. Prince Charles and, of course, Prince William are official chancellors of state, and today they acted as such. They really fulfilled their duties as chancellors of state. The Queen instead watched the state opening of Parliament from Windsor Castle, and Prince Charles stepped up and fulfilled a duty that he will eventually have to do when he becomes king. Now, this is a landmark decision that took us all by surprise we were kind of wondering was she going to be there how was this going to look like um because she's been having a lot of mobility issues 
and the official press notice from Buckingham Palace that said she wouldn't be there cited uh, more mobility issues, which reading between the lines here means she's needing a cane more, she might need a wheelchair, she's not able to move around as well as she even used to a few weeks ago. She's having these severe mobility issues. Yes, she's still doing virtual engagements and very few ones in person at Windsor Castle, but she's not really, we're not seeing her in public anymore. I think the next time we'll see her in public is a Trooping of the Color, which is in the next few weeks. Severe mobility issues aside, you know, she relinquished the duties this year to Prince Charles. And this, in my opinion, we are seeing, you know, the future of the House of Windsor. This was a huge deal seeing him there, seeing him read the speech. And we're going to talk a little bit about it. So in terms of formality, this was still this weird semi-formal, moderately casual uh, state opening of parliament. In fact, the last few have been uh, this casual, not full pomp and circumstance regalia for the royal family. Of course, those that are in the House of Lords, House of Commons, those that have specific duties within the royal household, like the Lord Chancellor, they were in their full you know, battle armor for lack of a better term, but the royals this year chose casual, except for Prince Charles. Prince Charles was actually in full military regalia with his all his orders and sash, and he was very formal, very done. Camilla was not. Camilla was just in a black, looked like a black coat dress, sort of black suit dress type thing with a big black hat black shoes and she was of course very formal very looked very nice conservative typical royal day engagement wear nothing really to phone home or shake a stick at william was of course was in a morning suit he had his garter star on he had his military orders on on his one lapel and he was being you know amiable camilla was being amiable and talking to people before the actual ceremony began when they got out of the car but what are some things that of course standard happened the imperial state crown arrived separately then the royals happened one thing that's interesting that a few other royal commentators talked about is that uh Prince William was very, uh, he had to talk a lot to the Lord High Chancellor, which is one who holds the Imperial State Crown. He has the, I believe it's called the stave that uh, when the monarch dies, that gets broken. Um, it's a big symbol of the monarch's reign. Um, but the Lord High Chancellor, the Marquis of Chumley, and there's all the rumors, allegations of Prince William having an affair with the Marchioness of Chumley. And, uh, we're not here to talk about that. We're not here to talk about his alleged affair. Alleged affair. But it's, you know, interesting to see the, their body language, them interacting, you know, him <laughs> talking with uh, Lord Chumley when he had, of course, his, uh, his alleged affair with Lady Chumley. So it's interesting to see that play out. But he has a very big role. He actually holds the Imperial State Crown. Of course, it went off routine all the ceremonial events happened. It was a pretty textbook state opening of parliament, but there are a few moments that were really touching. Aside from these very, you know, amiable moments between the Duchess of Cornwall and the Duke of Cambridge, talking with other people before we actually got started. Right before Prince Charles said, my lords pray be seated, he looks at the imperial state crown. So how it was set up is when you're looking directly at where the thrones are, to your left was Prince William, so your right was Camilla, 
and then in the center sitting on the consort's throne was prince charles where the actual monarch's throne would be that was empty and instead the imperial state crown was placed there and of course everybody else was seated around and where they needed to be prince charles gets up there right before he uh sits down then he's handed the speech he looks at the imperial state crown and he it it hovers a little bit and you can when you look into his face and you look into his eyes it's very serious it's very grave it's very in some cases i would argue a little bit over like an overwhelming look he's finally having his foray into one of his duties as king what he's going to eventually do and he looks a little sad he looks a little hesitant in some ways and that's very telling to me i think behind the scenes things aren't going too well personally with the queen's health with drama within the family there's there's a lot that we don't know but that look speaks volumes that silence was very loud as he just stared at the imperial state crown and then he you know, said my lords pray be seated and bada bing bada boom he reads the speech everything goes according to plan of course prince william had to go do engagements afterwards camilla they all had you know stuff to do afterwards so there wasn't too much but it uh it wasn't a fully formal uh state opening of parliament for the royals i was wondering what they were going to do and i was also wondering if catherine was going to be there but she wasn't um so i was wondering if it was going to be this big formal event but it we're still not there yet we're almost there of course with it being a very full formal event not only would charles be in his full regalia with the um robes in the back camilla would have her own i believe so maybe yeah i believe because prince philip had his they were very small though and then prince william and Catherine would be trailing behind I was curious to see what they would do, but it was just sort of semi-formal, formal uh, attire and approach for the royals. Richard Eden on Twitter made a very good point, and it was very poignant what he uh, tweeted out. Because the queen, you know, relinquished her duties to Charles for the state opening of parliament, and he acted as a chancellor of state, big reminder, the other two chancellors of state are Prince Andrew and Prince Harry. Now, we all know Prince Andrew is no one's favorite at this point. He's the least favorite, least popular, least liked royal out of all of them right now. And that's saying something with at least Princess Michael of Kent. We had a whole episode about her, how problematic she was, and still kind of is. But also Prince Harry. And Prince Harry is, of course, back and forth in the media right now. He apparently did a little sketch for something happening in New Zealand, there's more drama with Megan about how she apparently climbed her way to the top like a politician. This book coming out. There's uh, so much stuff that I don't really listen to or that I particularly care about. But Richard Eden raises a, raises a fair point. They both don't work for the firm anymore. They're incredibly unpopular. People don't like them, but yet they still have this big job. They should be removed as Chancellor of State, which is the point he made. And that's something that I understand, and I, there's logic there. They should be removed as chancellors of state. They're not doing anything to help work for the firm anymore, especially Prince Andrew with all his scandals. And 
we need to reorganize things. There's been rumors that Camilla will become a Chancellor of State soon, but that, of course, really hasn't fully happened yet. Uh, but, of course, once Charles becomes king, she will, by ex facto being his wife, becoming the queen consort, she will then become a Chancellor of State in that regard. One thing I want to have a shorter discussion about is what this means, what this looks like. We got a taste of what the future will look like with this state opening of Parliament. With the queen gone with Charles fully being king, William becoming at least the Duke of Cornwall, who knows Prince of Wales, who knows, but the heir apparent, not no longer the heir presumptive. We got to look into the future. I think there's more going on behind the scenes than what we're privy to. She pulled out of Buckingham Palace garden parties. She's pulled out of the state opening of parliament. She didn't, she hasn't been doing, uh, any in-person engagements, or if they do, it's very seldom. They're all virtual, or she's just at Windsor Castle. She's, granted, she has, the Queen has no signs of slowing down, but she's not working as much as she has in the past. And what does this mean? I doubt that she will ever abdicate. She, you, you say the word abdicate in front of the House of Windsor, and you disappear quite quickly. That's a word you just don't use, you don't say... It's something they take incredibly seriously. You don't mention abdicate, especially what brings up thoughts of Edward VIII and how they, the family still kind of holds him to blame for the death of George VI. She has no signs of stopping. She has no intention of stopping, but she's slowing down. She's severely slowing down. Charles is getting more duties. William's getting more duties. They're going on a tour of the UK soon. Both Charles and Anna William, I saw he was going over to Wales. They're doing more work. The Queen's not doing as much anymore. We got a taste of what the future is fully going to look like for the House of Windsor. And it was interesting. Charles looks sad. Charles looks a little forlorn. He looked apprehensive, in my opinion. And I think there's more going on behind the scenes that we as the public, we just don't know about. Granted, it's not 100% our business to, to a point. But... This was very telling to me, and that's my opinion, that this was very telling to me, her stepping away from the, from doing the state opening of Parliament. Of course, she doesn't want to be seen with a cane or in a wheelchair. She doesn't want to be, you know, she doesn't want that type of attention. And of course, I understand in order for Charles to be king, his mother has to die. So I can understand his, you know, whoo, whoo. But this was a lot of firsts. Charles's first reading of the speech for the state opening of parliament. It was Prince William's first state open state opening of parliament, period. Who knows what the future will hold? But in a nutshell, the state opening of parliament, while textbook and followed all the traditions of what it is, and again, we could have a whole episode about just the state opening of parliament, the rituals, what everything means. Uh, but again, in a nutshell, it the new governing year over in the UK is officially opened. The goals have been set. The speech has been read. But the monarchy is transitioning, in my opinion. The monarchy is transitioning. Things are changing. Who knows once the Jubilee celebrations are done, what will fully happen. But things are changing. Change is on the horizon. We're slowly seeing it uh, leading up to the Jubilee. Now we're actually feeling it. But... That, listeners, I wanted to talk about instead of uh, actually having a full 
instead of having a full um, blog post, check out the blog, check out all that stuff. I've been posting more frequently there, so please check it out, subscribe, join the email list there. Uh, but there we have it, a quick recap of the, a, <laughs> a very quick recap of the state opening of Parliament. This will be the last episode upload and content creation before I go on my vacation. I leave tomorrow. Today is Tuesday. I leave tomorrow on Wednesday and things will be going audio silent there. So again, I will be coming back. It's just a vacation, but I'm completely unplugging because life has been overwhelming and I need to completely take a break. (laughs) But that is today's really short recap discussion about the state opening of parliament my sources i use for course richard eden on twitter uh bbc article and um of course royalcentral.co.uk they were live tweeting everything so i really relied on them to see as everything was happening in real time but if you enjoy the podcast thank you for stopping by i really appreciate it if you would like to drop me a line to let me know how I'm doing or to recommend topics for future episodes, you can do so at the official email, BritishRoyalFanPod at gmail.com. There's official blog, uh, BritishRoyalFanaticPodcast.wordpress.com. We have our official social medias, at Fanatic underscore Royal on Twitter, and also the British Royal Fanatic Podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to donate to the show to, um, to help it get better, I would greatly appreciate that. We have our one time donation paypal link which is linked on and pinned on the main twitter homepage. wherever you're listening please be sure to rate review subscribe and share the more you do that the bigger the family can get the more we can do and the more we can cover have a great rest of your day everyone stay safe out there and i'll see you in the next one